Do you need help dominating your fantasy football league? Well, we're here to give you the tools you need to be a fantasy football champion. I'm Jesse Inman, morning news anchor at Color 10 News in Springfield, Missouri. I've been a fantasy football fanatic since middle school, and over that time, I've won a few championships along the way and claimed bragging rights over my friends and colleagues. I can't wait to start this journey with you. Fantasy football is all about fun, and that is exactly what we are going to do. We're going to have some fun with this. In this first episode, we're going to be starting from the ground up. Fantasy football 101, if you will. If you're new to the game, this episode is for you. Ben Ward and myself will lay out a nice foundation for you. If you're an experienced player, though, hang tight. Our next four episodes are going to be breaking down rankings to make sure you draft that championship caliber roster to set yourself up for success. Matt Vereen and Dan Lindblad, who are both sports anchors here at the station, they're going to be joining me there for those episodes. And hey, fair warning, things get a little bit heated across those episodes. But for now, enjoy our foundation episode here. From OzarksFirst.com, this is the Fantasy Football Express. All aboard the Fantasy Football Express. Thanks for being with us today. I am your host, Jesse Inman. I am the morning anchor here at Color 10 News here in Springfield, Missouri. But we are not limited to just Springfield, Missouri, of course. We're going to be talking about fantasy football. And I'm joined today by our executive producer here at Color 10, Ben Ward. Ben, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm excited for this uh, for this first show, and I'm excited for the future of it. It's going to be some good stuff. We're going to have some good yes. content today and definitely moving forward. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. So the reason I wanted you to, to be on here with me today is because th- this pilot episode is, you know, we're a couple weeks out from, from yep. the start of the NFL season. Okay, so um, this pilot episode here, we really just wanted to, to rope people in and just talk about just an introduction to fantasy football. So if you're already a, a big-time, you know, fantasy football player, um, you know, maybe we can teach you a couple things, give you a couple tips or tricks that maybe, uh, maybe you could use going into your season or forming your league, you know, getting it going. Um, if you already have, like, a long-time league, maybe you can take a couple things away from this. Um, but if you've never played fantasy football or maybe you're thinking about it or maybe you've only played it a you know, couple times, a couple different seasons, you know, we, we want to talk about uh, why play fantasy football. So let, let's start there. Um, you know, fantasy football is one of those things. It's a big time, uh, you know, camaraderie thing. And it's a really, uh, really popular thing that's certainly grown over the years. I want to start with a couple stats. Yeah, go for it. Let's, let's start with one here, a fun one. Let me hear it. According to the uh, Fantasy Sports Gaming Association, uh, credible source here, I'm sure, over 59 million people engaged wow. in fantasy games across the United States and Canada in 2020. Wow. Obviously, 2020, kind of a, an outlier year of all other years in the past few uh, <clears throat> few decades. So, you know, it's obviously something that's grown in popularity, there are a lot of um, a lot of ways you can play fantasy sports. You know, you can pretty much do a fantasy 
fantasy sport for any sport, really, fantasy games. So, you know, and if you are a sports fan, really, it's it's the perfect way to stay on top of, you know, what players are doing, what players are doing well, and maybe what players aren't performing so well, and uh, also a really good way to keep up with stats if, if you're a uh, sports nerd like us. So, um, you know, gives you a reason to watch a game maybe you otherwise may not watch. Let's say, you know, a Thursday night football yeah. game. You've got like, I don't know. Living here in Missouri, mm-hmm. you know, Chiefs obviously are generally the go-to team. Right. So that's right. where it is going to be on the TV most of the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you have these players from a, from across the country, whether it be Jordan Howard in Chicago or Michael Thomas down in New Orleans or, mm-hmm. you know, just these guys that could rack up points. And like yeah. you said, if it's on TV, you're going to watch it, one, to see how your player does. But it generally turns out you're also going to watch a good football game. Yep. So there's positives both ways there. Mm-hmm. Unless your guy does bad, then you generally want to throw the TV, and <laughs> that's never a good thing. Yeah, let's say you're somebody who lives in, like, Pittsburgh or something, and then, you know, Thursday night comes around, and you've got, like, I don't know, just throwing out a couple teams, Lions, Jaguars. Oh. You know, why would you – you probably don't have any rooting interest in that game. Yeah. Unless maybe you've got – I don't know. Maybe you've got Jared Goff as your quarterback, yeah. and he's uh, in his first year with Detroit, and yeah. maybe gives you a reason to watch him. If you're, uh, you know, if you don't have another reason to watch the game, boom, there it is. You got a couple fantasy football players in it to uh, give you a rooting interest for that. And a lot of times with teams like that, no offense to the Lions or the Jaguars, but like you said, you're <laughs> generally not going to have a ton of players from their teams. Mm-hmm on your team but there will be that one person you know somebody that as soon as you said those teams for me that i had on my team last year was tj hawkinson yep. the lions the tight end. Not, i mean i know he didn't have an incredible year but it's one of those guys that was hyped up before the season mm-hmm. you know it's one of those that you take a chance on and you watch some games and you see how he does and you see how the team does around him and that's another thing about watching the games is you get to see how your player is performing i mean if you're not watching the games and you're only going off of stats mm-hmm. It, for those first few weeks, it may not show you how that player is going to really do for the rest of the season. You know, maybe he dropped five or six balls, or maybe the quarterback threw it behind him and he didn't get his hands on it. You know, so there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of good reasons to watch the games of the ones that include your fantasy right. football players. Absolutely, and you know, like here at the uh, here at the station, uh, when I started here about five years ago, we didn't have a fantasy football league. And that was one of the first things I asked about when I started working here was like, all right, so what do I got to do to get in the fantasy football league? Well, they didn't have one. So I was like, okay, well, perfect. I will, uh, I'll take the, the lead on that. And I am our, I happen to be our commissioner here at uh, Color 10 and Ozarks Fox here at the station. Um, and Ben, that's one reason I wanted you to be on the podcast today is because you also are a commissioner of a, f- a fantasy football league, right? I am. I am. I commission two different leagues outside of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, being commissioner is definitely, you know, a lot of people think it's, it's, it's nothing to do. But I mm-hmm. tell you, you know, you deal with a lot of junk right. from people in your league. You're, yeah. you're hearing nonstop every week about rule changes or complaints or maybe you're you know also getting that you know we're both right in the thick of getting drafts set up and trying to figure out a time and a date that works for everybody and man Mm -hmm. for our work league yeah i mean props to you because it is difficult because you've got you know you and i work mornings you know so we're generally trying to go to bed um earlier than maybe the night shift is even off and so (laughs) really trying to figure out those perfect times so there's a lot to go in 
into being a commissioner, but man, I tell you, it's, it's a lot of fun and I enjoy it. And, you know, anytime I, I get complaints or, or some people talking back to me, you know, you just mm-hmm. that camaraderie that you have to be able to talk back to them and just have a good time with it. A hundred percent for sure. And it, it really is. It's a great way to, you know, in the workplace even. And that's, that's one place I think fantasy football leagues are like tailor-made for is like an office or, um, you know, maybe you work at a restaurant and, you know, you got a lot of people there who, who are big football fans. Maybe yeah. start a fantasy league and it'll, yeah. you know, it'll, it'll help you make friends. And, you know, my, my fantasy league um, outside of work, it's been about 10 years we've all been together. And some of them, you know, there are people that have been doing it for even longer than that. And the thing that, you know, the one thing that I would say right off the bat is, you know, you start these leagues. I, I worked years ago at Circuit City. Um, yeah. Rest in peace, RIP. But um, we started, I started a league, I think it was 2006 or 2007. There was 10 of us at work that, that we started it and it's still going. But my advice here is over the years, you're gonna have change. You know, mm. at that time, every, all 10 in the league were working at Circuit City. The business closed, people moved away. You know, as the leagues evolved now, what are we, 15, 16 years later, I've still got about five guys that I worked with at that time that are still in the league, but then you get new guys in there and they all get to know one another and it, you know, just keep going. If there's change in your league, just let it evolve, let it change and, and roll with it because the league's just gonna get better and better. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned it, man, like uh, we're right in the thick of getting leagues set up right now. Um, and let, let's talk about getting a fantasy league set up. So the first thing that I would, you know, try to think about is the number of players that you're going to want in your league all right so i i don't know about you i think between eight and 12 is the optimal optimal rather number of people that you would want again i want an even number gotta have an even number um if you have eight people in your league you know that means obviously the the pool of player, like every team is going to be pretty much stacked up. Yeah, you're not going to worry too much about waiver wires because you're going to be able to find somebody if somebody gets injured. I, right. I generally try to stay within that 10 to 12. Mm-hmm. Um, Same here. I try not to go down to 8, and I, I honestly never have. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's, it's a little too easy. I think so, um, too. At that 8. But, you know, if you go over 12, if you get into those 14-team leagues, then oh. your strategy is right down to drafting. If you yeah. don't draft well, or I guess luck, because if a player mm. gets injured, but if you don't draft well in a 14-team league, you're screwed from week one. Yeah. I mean, you really are. <laughs> with, with 10 and 12, you still have a decent amount of players that will be on that waiver wire for you to be able to pick up throughout the season, if need be, for any situation. Yeah, yeah. So I... For me, I love having 12 people in a yeah. league. But maybe if, you, if you're someone out there who's just starting out, uh, maybe you don't know 12 people who want to be in a league. If you do go with eight, that's the, I think that's a great way to maybe start your fantasy yeah. football career. Makes it easy, kind of helps you uh, get in the swing of things and understand kind of how things work. And, uh, you know, you won't be scrounging for guys that are maybe only going to get like six touches a week. So. Well, and, you know, if you can only find eight people, then do it because mm-hmm. you don't want to find two more people that are only going to check their team twice a season. True. I can't stand it when somebody's willing to join these leagues and then they never check their team. Mm. Like it, if you're going to play, play. And so if you've only got eight committed guys, go with it. And then years down the road, if you can find more, find more. Perfect. Yeah, that's that's true. You nailed that for sure. It's 
that's that's another good point. Um, after you've you know you've kind of nailed down the number of people you want in your league, you got to start thinking about the type of person that you want in your league. And for me, the number one rule is get somebody that's going to have fun with it. Yeah. You know, um, not going to quit halfway through, mm-hmm. like you said. You know, maybe you you stumble out of the gate, you lose your first four games. You don't want to have someone in the league who's just going to stop setting their lineup yeah. just because they had a a rough start. And you know, not to go too far off of that track, but Mm -hmm. you know, in in our leagues, what we do because we do um, some keeper leagues, Mm -hmm. uh, which um, you'll get in that on later podcasts, Mm -hmm. I'm sure. But we make our our draft for the next season based off of playoffs. Mm -hmm. So if you win the consolation bracket, you get that number one pick. So it's important to maybe set up some things to where people stay engaged. As commissioner, Mm -hmm. you have to find ways to keep people engaged if they've lost five or six of their first seven or eight weeks. Maybe you're doing a weekly contest as well to where they get rewarded for something. There's ways to yes. get around that bit. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, that weekly consolation, you know, the, the weekly prizes are, you know, maybe highest scorer every week gets $5. You set aside a, a bit of the uh, the pool for a weekly yeah. um, prize. So and, you, there's and a lot since, of Real quick, since mm-hmm. we brought up money, I do want to make it very clear that in fantasy sports, I do believe that that having a little money on the line helps the league succeed. Agreed. Because as we've talked, if 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 you're not paying anything and it's just for pride, then once that person knows they're out of the playoffs, there's nothing in it for them to to keep trying to set their league. And it kind of throws off the rest of the season for everybody else. So if you have a little something to play for, mm-hmm. um, I say go for it as well. Yeah, I think so too. Um, you know. Here around the station, we have an, a very, very small number of, uh, yeah, or a, a, a small uh, buy-in um, compared to some leagues. A donation. I mean. Yeah, yeah, and it's a, it's a friendly wager, so to speak. So, um, but yeah, have fun with it. Um, and if you can get somebody who's knowledgeable about football, um, that's just kind of a cherry on top. You don't need to have somebody who is. Um, you know, in love with fantasy sports enough to make a podcast yeah, about it. Yeah, there you go. So, Absolutely. Um, uh, moving on to, like, the type of league that you want to have. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the design of which, um, you know, you got to have some league rules in there. you got to have a format for how you're going to do this. So there are a few different ways you can go. Maybe I think the most common one is, you know, head-to-head matchups every week. You know, if you got 12 people in there in your league total, you're going to have six matchups a week. And it's head-to-head, pretty self-explanatory. Um, there's another, a lot of ways you can go with it. Um, another one is a rotisserie-style league. I'm not necessarily a big fan of that. And what I mean by rotisserie is just there are no matchups. Everyone just sets their lineup every week, and it's just kind of like a, a race to see who can score the most points. You're just going against everybody every week. Not a fan of that, really. I like the head-to-head uh, style where you kind of have a little bit of trash talk in there. Yeah, so puts more strategy into it, I think, as well. Certainly does, yeah. Um, and another thing, you gotta, you know, you got to figure out your scoring system here yeah. when you're doing this. So, um, ben, so what many you, ways are, you can are, go. Are you a, uh, a PPR guy, you know, point per reception? Uh, for those who are, aren't familiar, every time somebody gets a catch, they get either a point, maybe a half point. I am a half point per reception type guy. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I don't have a preference per se. I'm in leagues that do, honestly, I'm in three leagues and each one does it differently. I'm in a no PPR league, 
um, half point PPR and then full mm -hmm. point PPR leagues. So um, obviously the the way fantasy sports are going is people people love the scoring. Mm -hmm. They want the points. So you're seeing a lot of those one PPR leagues starting to pop up more often just because it gets those scores higher. Um, I if I had to choose, I really like the half half point PPR. I think it balances it out a little mm -hmm. bit more um, and still keeps that scoring up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And there is some strategy, you know, if you're if you are in a league where it's a point or half point per reception, um, you know, you're going to want to be getting you're going to want to be drafting people who are uh, you know, going to be getting targets. Uh, they're going to be getting the ball thrown to them a lot, mm -hmm. maybe. You know, if you've got a running back who oh, who maybe doesn't get the carries that, uh, you know, maybe a, a bell cow type guy like, a, you know, uh, Saquon Barkley or, uh, you know, one of those type dudes, you, you want somebody who's going to be getting a lot of catches maybe to yeah. kind of help and, their I mean, value. those guys go crazy high. You know, I think of somebody like Alvin Kamara who, yeah. in a no PPR league, he's still a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, generally not a consideration for number one. But, man, in those PPR leagues, the amount of receptions he gets out of the backfield combined with the amount of carries he gets, I mean, he, he's almost the number one pick yeah. in those leagues. Not every time. I mean, there's some other guys out there as well, but he's the first one that comes to mind mm -hmm. easily. So definitely a lot of strategy um, depending on how you set that up. For sure. And I will throw this in there. We're not going to dive too deep into – Oh, if it comes up, it comes up. I love it. Um, we're going to get deeper into, you know, rankings, and we're going to start breaking down individual players in uh, in our next episode, uh, and we'll tell you more about that at the end of of this episode. So stay tuned. Keep keep it locked right here, uh, and we'll we'll break down what we've got coming uh, coming up next week, and we'll dive more into individual players and going to try to get you ready for your fantasy draft. But uh, on the topic of Keep keeping on the topic of the type of league here uh, that you're doing, getting it set up. Another important thing is your playoff scenarios. So if you've got yeah. 12 people in your league, I like to have six people make it the playoffs. I know it sounds kind of weird maybe for you know having half the teams in the league in the playoffs, but I think it gives a lot of people, you know, gives people something to play for. If you're in a 10-person league, I would side more towards having only four people make the playoffs. Um, just because having six out of the ten teams make the playoffs seems kind of a, a little bit weird to me. But 12-person uh, league, six playoff teams with two first-round buys um, for the top two seeds. That's the way I would do it. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty standard, I would say, honestly. The playoff scenarios, it's definitely something to consider, but it's one of those things that, you know, Again, it's, it's, it's a standard. If you've got 12, you generally have six making it. If you've got 10, you generally have four making it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have eight, you generally have four. If you have 14, you've generally got six. It's, yeah. And that, that four to six is, is, is the standard range there. And um, I mean, I don't think you'll hear too many arguments about people saying not enough teams or too many teams are making it, depending on how many teams are in the league. Right. Right. So another thing, as you go throughout the season, and we've already mentioned this a couple times about waivers um, or, you know, picking up guys out of free agency who aren't currently on a roster. Uh, there are a few different ways to do your waivers, and I think that's a, a very um, overlooked aspect yeah. of a lot of fantasy leagues. So there are a few different ways that you can do your waiver system because, and let me just say this, 
I don't remember a year ever. Okay, last year's Color 10 League, there was one person who did this, but very, very rarely will you ever have the exact same team that you drafted that won't be the same team that you finish the year with. Oh, yeah. yeah so waivers are an integral part of any fantasy league, and there's a few ways you can do it. So, um, you know, if somebody goes down, let's say, uh, let's see here, I'm trying to think of, let's say um, Alvin Kamara, we've talked about him. Let's say you draft Alvin Kamara, and uh, he goes down, you know, maybe week five, and he's injured and he's out for the season. So Alvin Kamara's backup, which is Latavius Murray, Latavius Murray is going to be a pretty sought-after guy in uh, free agency. So you, you got to come up with a way. Everybody's going to want this guy. Yeah. Everyone's going to want Latavius Murray if Alvin Kamara goes down. So you need to come up with a way to do your waivers. So everybody will be trying to pick up Latavius Murray off your waivers. Um, there's a couple different ways you can do it. You can do inverse of standings. So... Uh, it would be whoever's in last place gets first shot at uh, free agents out there. That's one way you I'm can do it. I'm just going to throw it out there. On. Don't do that. That is the <laughs> worst way to do waivers. I mean, you're, I'm not a fan. I mean, I get it. I get the thought behind it. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it's just there's no strategy to it. Yep. And as the season goes on, certain teams will start to get towards, the, you know, you'll see who's going to start competing for a playoff spot and those that – are those bottom dwellers and just having a bottom dweller get mm-hmm. every star, you know, every star backup because somebody gets injured. Yeah. There is no strategy in that at all. And that is a way to do it. If you want to yeah. do it that way, go for it. I won't be in your league, but go for it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't anyway. recommend that myself. Uh, I do not recommend doing inverse of standing. I think the other two options, which you're about to explain are, mm-hmm. are much better. Yeah. So uh, one that I think is maybe the most, common is uh it's just a randomized order to start so uh you know whatever website or uh you know uh, you know format you use whether it be espn yahoo nfl.com whatever it is that you use um uh, it'll randomize every team to start so um you know if you have if you start as the the top waiver claim maybe um you know let's say ben after our season after our draft is over, let's say the, the website we use randomizes it to where you have the top waiver claim of anybody. You can do it that way. It'll be randomized to start, and then after you get someone, after you claim someone off waivers, it'll move you to the end. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of a revolving list that after you pick somebody up, you move to the bottom. So yeah. if you, in that strategy, the strategy with that is, you know, don't pick anybody up until you absolutely need to. Yeah, um, you're not you're not picking and picking up and dropping kickers if you're number one on the waiver wire. Right, so. you don't want that's a very sought after spot. And to another have way to top. do that instead of randomizing it mm-hmm. is in one of our leagues. What we do is it's based off a of draft order. So if you drafted tenth overall, then you get that first waiver wire pick mm. in week one, and like then that. we start the rolling list. So if you yeah. pick somebody, you drop back to number ten, and it just goes on and on. So. That's a good way to do it. My favorite format for waivers, though, and I just started doing this um, maybe three, four years ago, is auction-style bidding. All right? yeah. So for that, um, there is no order for waivers. 
it's every man and woman for themselves out here in the in the waiver wire here. So you are do, you're doing blind bidding. Everybody starts the year with uh, a set budget. Maybe it's you know a hundred or two hundred dollars, not actual dollars. It's obviously virtual currency here that you're using. Um, so everybody starts with a set amount, and every week you know you're you're bidding against the other players in your league um, for the the players that are out there in. Uh, the waiver wire. So I like that a lot. Um, it kind of, you know, gives everybody a fair shot at every single player. It's just if you want somebody, if you if you want Latavius Murray after Alvin Kamara maybe goes down with an MCL sprain, then uh, you know you're going to have to pay for him. Yeah. So yeah. that's a good way to do it. Definitely, I, think. I would say most strategy mm-hmm. with that one. I mean, you've got to think, you know, in that scenario. You know, how much is, is Murray worth? You know, and let's, let's say if it's not season ending for mm-hmm. Kamara, and we're throwing Kamara's name out here, we all hope he's fully healthy yes, the entire yes, season. Yes, we do. He an won electric, me my league last An electric year. player in, 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 in the league you do not want to, right. to see go down. So we're, we're wishing the best for him. But using that scenario, mm-hmm. say he's out four or five weeks, man, you don't want to spend a ton on Murray. Right. But if you had Kamara, maybe you're spending a little bit more than somebody else would. So a lot of strategy to it because you've got to, I mean, also think when playoffs start coming up, you've got to have some money left just in case. I mean, it's a lot of strategy involved in, in an auction format. Sure is. And hopefully if you are out there and you are, uh, your, your draft is coming up. Uh, hopefully if you draft Alvin Kamara, you're probably going to want to just go ahead and draft Latavius Murray, have him on your team, stash him away on your bench. Not too early though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That, that's, I mean, man, we could make this podcast go forever because that, <laughs> that right there I could talk a whole episode on. I, when those people mm-hmm. draft a star running back and then in their fifth round draft their backup, I'm mm. like, come on now. Like, it's more important to build out your team and get some star players that yep. are going to get you some points rather than finding that handcuff backup. Yeah. Um, wait, wait a little bit is my advice, but I, agree. I don't win every year, so take that for what it's <laughs> worth. I agree. I agree with what you're saying for sure. Um, you know, if you maybe you get Ezekiel Elliott, you're probably going to want to get. You can probably get his backup, Tony Pollard. You probably get him pretty late. So that's just uh, one. Uh, you know, another example. So uh, that that covers waivers. Um, you know, so once you've kind of got your, you know, the type of league, you got the number of players you want, you got the type of uh, scoring that you want, you've got your waiver, um, you know, uh, design. You've got your waiver format set up. You're going to want to figure out what type of draft you want to do. So if you're just starting out, um, of course, there are a lot of different sites you can use. <laughs> I prefer um, ESPN Ooh. or... Yeah, yep. I, <laughs> there are a lot of people who are not ESPN fans. Um, I, I prefer ESPN just because it's what I've used for a long time. Man, I tell um, you guys that are listening right now, I every year, and I'm not the only one, shout out to Joe Morano. Yep. Yep. That try to get Jesse to get off this ESPN bandwagon. But but as you say, <laughs> it, it, it really is just preference. Mm-hmm. You know, you get familiar with a site that you've used for years and years and years. Um, and you just keep going with it. Um, so, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, pick one and, and roll with it. But Agreed. Um, you'll yeah. definitely find your preferences of, of what you prefer. You sure will. I, I like Yahoo as well. Maybe you use NFL.com. 
Um, CBS. CBS Sports is one. You know, there's a bunch of them out there. So uh, preferably one of the big names is what I would go with just because they're tried and true, so to speak. Yeah, so, do a lot of the work for you, too. Yes. So. Yeah, a lot, easy for research, too. So, uh, And then once you've figured out what site you want to use, there's a couple different ways you can do your draft. There's a few. So uh, a snake draft, probably the best way uh, if you're just starting out. Um, makes it easy. You know, you pick 1 through 12, or, and we're just basing this off of a 12-team league. You go uh, 1 through 12, and then the second round goes 12 back to 1. So if you have that 12th spot, you get two picks in a row. Yeah. Um, so having the number one pick is good, but you don't pick again until every other team has picked twice. Yeah. So um, that's a, uh, you know, a little bit of strategy. And, and some people like to pick in the 12th slot because they do get that back-to-back Absolutely. down there. So. Um, if you are a hardcore fantasy football player and you are already pretty experienced, um, maybe a lot of what we've said so far is uh, rudimentary, elementary level stuff for you. An auction draft is it's pretty hardcore stuff. <laughs> um, it, you're, you're bidding on players, so everybody gets a chance at every player. Um, it's pretty self-explanatory out there, so... Um, an auction draft. I have longed to be in an auction league for a long time. Haven't found the right group that is down to do it. So I would say that is the toughest thing with auction auction drafts is finding enough dedicated people year in and year out to where there's not as much turnover in your league because it 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 does take it takes more research, mm-hmm. takes more strategy. Um, generally, takes a little bit longer to draft as well. Um, but man, it's, it's fun if you're really into it. it, you know, to be able to have a shot at every player, you know, I mean, you could, you could get Derrick Henry mm-hmm. and Alvin Kamara. You can't, you're going to be paying for it. And another thing with auction, auction drafts that's interesting is there, there's still an order of teams. So like, say I'm number one overall, yep. I get to choose that first player that we're bidding for. Yep. So I could choose... Well, you said Jared Goff. I could say, hey, number one overall pick, we're going to bid on Jared Goff. And so that's another strategy because you're making people spend a little bit of money for maybe a quarterback that they wouldn't have spent as much on if they were drafting later on. So it's it's interesting. I think for for a lot of the uh, people who are in auction drafts that I know, I think the strategy is if, if it's your turn to nominate someone to go up for auction, you always always want to nominate someone you do not want yeah just to get that money off the board yeah um if it's me the first player i'm just thinking off the top of my head of players i am not going to touch um i am not going to touch michael thomas this year and we're picking on saints guys big time i don't know why this happened randomly i'm so sorry probably because they're not going to be as good this year could be it yeah Uh, that's probably true Sorry, um, fans. Maybe another guy. I, I don't want any part of Joe Mixon. He's an injury-prone type yeah. guy. He's never really stayed healthy for a full year. Uh, so just you know, be thinking of guys like that, or maybe you know, I don't know, an Aaron Rodgers or a quarterback, or maybe a good good people to nominate. Somebody you know, people are going to spend a lot of money yeah. on. Nominate the guys that you don't want. But if you're in an auction league and you're listening to this. You probably already know that. <laughs> so um, maybe if uh, another type of uh, draft, you can, you know, um, well, let's say this. Uh, the big thing is 
do you want to do it online? Or do you want to do it in person? Do you want to have everybody there in person? Do you order the draft board? <laughs> and you have everybody put their stickers up. Maybe you order, you know, you order the draft kit. I'm in three different leagues. I have two leagues that draft online, one league that drafts in person every year. It's easy because everybody lives around here, so we can all get together. Um, that is so much fun, having everybody together. You put everybody on the clock, you get your draft order predetermined, and boom, there you go. But if it's online, hey, quick and easy way to do it. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're just getting the league started and, yeah, I mean, maybe you don't know everybody. I mean, online is definitely the, the better way to go. It's easy. It's easy setup. But, man, those in-person drafts are a lot of fun. They, they are. really are. Trash yep. talking. I mean, you got some food. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yep. This year, me and, uh, me and my guys, Tommy League Jones, I'll just, I'll give him a shout out real quick. Uh, my longtime fantasy league. We're going to a casino this year. Uh, that, that will not be named. So, uh, good, good times. And I, I will say this: always I, my optimal time to draft, as far as you know, date Labor Day weekend for me. That's the time to draft because preseason is over with, and it's that sweet spot between that last preseason game and the first regular season game. Yeah. A lot of your your starters for teams. Uh, your big, you know, your stars, they're not going to be playing in that last preseason game. So yeah. injuries probably not. A you concern. generally have that first Thursday night game. And in most of our leagues, we've drafted that Tuesday or Wednesday night before mm-hmm. even, which is tough. But I love now that the NFL has gone to three preseason games, you've got a week and a half in between the last preseason game until the first regular season game. So you've got a full week and a half to draft there and, and find a time that everyone can be a part of it because nobody likes an auto drafter no nobody likes an auto drafter. nobody likes an auto drafter if you're somebody who says yeah i'd love to be in the league but i can't make it for the draft time <sighs> shame on you yeah. i'm just gonna say that. <laughs> there you go if you have to do an auto draft and i understand labor day weekend a lot of people uh you know, at the lake you, you know, know having fun vacation, barbecuing maybe they don't get reception where they're at i understand but um Try to work it out. That's all we're saying. Try try to to, work it out. Yeah, try to. Maybe stick around for the first six, seven rounds. You know, fill out your starting lineup and then let, you know, let the uh, computer take it from there for you. So, um, and of course, we've already talked about establishing your your prize and your league dues. Maybe, um, you know, for the winner, or I like to pay out the top three people for Mm -hmm. second, third, um, just to give, you know, more chances at some prizes. So, um uh, one thing I want to touch on real quick. What if you come in last place? <laughs> oh, man. You can have a lot of fun with that. You know, I, I can only speak off of, of personal experiences. Um, my, I don't want to call it my main league, but the league that I generally have a lot of fun in. It's, 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 a, it's a buddy league, guys that I've grown up with, whether it's been since middle school or maybe college days. But we all generally know each other. And we've got a league punishment. Mm. And our league punishment is we choose a weekend and we all get together in a city, generally St. Louis, Kansas City, somewhere that there's going to be a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And the loser has to wear a pink tutu, um, as well as we have one of those old school leather football helmets. And it says loser all around it. And it has each team that's lost for each year and the date (laughs) written all around the helmet. And we just go out and have a good time, you know, and you get a lot of interaction from people. 
And uh, it's, it's just another element to fantasy sports that, that really makes it fun if you, if you know everybody that's in the league. And everybody's willing to do it. You've got to have people that are, that are willing to have fun whether they win or whether they lose. Yep. That, and that's, a, that's fun. That, that's a fun way to do it. Some, I, you know, I've read about some leagues that if you lose, if you, if you place last, you got to get a tattoo. Oh, man. And the tattoo location on your body and the actual tattoo itself is chosen by the winner. A little hardcore so, for me. That's pretty hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. Well, we're getting, a little, uh, we're getting a little long here, but gosh, I, just, I love talking about this stuff. Um, kind of starting to wrap things up here. For draft prep, and again, we're gonna we're gonna be getting you ready for your drafts. So this is uh, this is a starter kit episode, go. so to speak. But I will say for drafts prep, this kind of pains me to say. But after some of the things I've seen in fantasy over the years, I'm gonna say it because it is true. There is no wrong way <laughs> to prepare for a draft. There are a lot of right ways, but there's really no wrong way. Yeah. Um, last year we had someone who. Uh, in our work league here at the uh, TV station, we had someone who, the person who won our fantasy football league, um, drafted their team, did not touch their roster the entire year, got first place in the league. Won it all. Won it all. And I guarantee she did not prep for this draft. She told me that. So. Yeah, but and I will say, I don't want it because because she still had fun with it. Exactly. That's what it's you know, about. She, Number one rule. She was one of the biggest trash talkers and uh, and enjoyed it. And so she looked, I would say, she looked at her team. She just didn't change anything mm-hmm. and, and ended up winning it all. Yep. And we're, we're talking about our uh, one of our former uh, meteorologists, Beth Finello, who was here at the uh, at Color 10 in Ozarks Fox. And she's since moved on to another uh, station within our company in Indianapolis. So, um, Beth, we are going to miss you in the league this year, but you're not defending the title. Sorry, you're not in the <laughs> league. Got to be within the walls here to, uh, to be in the league. So, uh, for draft prep, though, if you want to go hardcore and you, wanna, you really want to prepare yourself for a draft and feel good about it going into draft day, for me, mock drafts are key. It gives you a chance to see what what other people are thinking, you know, where some of these players might go in the draft. Of course, if you, you know, maybe you, you jump on a, a, a mock draft on ESPN, of course, there's going to be some of those people who just are there to troll and yeah. are going to pick some random person in the first round that would honestly never go in the first round. But for the most part, it does kind of give you a, it uh, yeah, it gives you a, a chance to kind of see where, where players are being drafted. Um, one what? thing I don't want to do is draft somebody at, their value, their at their ceiling, you know, um, it's value, you know. Yeah, so. for sure. And it, you know, if you're lucky enough to get in a league where it's got the, at least a good core group of people that are in it year in and year out, it's very important to pay attention to those drafts because mm-hmm. you start to learn how these other, other, um, other teams draft their team, how these yep. other people draft their teams, and. Uh, you know, I can in one of my leagues, we've got a Denver Broncos fan. So right. I pretty much don't go after any Bronco player because I know they're going to go way over their value. Yes. Because he, he loves the Broncos. He wants them on their team. I mean, I get it uh, to, to, to a certain extent, but pay attention. I mean, yeah. that's the best thing I say is pay, pay attention to the people that are in your league and how they draft because all the mock drafts will help you, but 
your league's going to draft differently than those mock drafts will. So pay attention to how people are drafting in your league, and it'll help you years down the road. Very true. Very true. For instance, you know, we live here in Missouri. I guarantee you Patrick Mahomes will go first round. Oh, easily. Um, I could tell you who it'll be right now in our work (laughs) league if nobody has him. Yep. I could tell you who would draft him number yep. one overall. Adam Riso. Oh, yeah. A former number champion. Number one overall. I know he's listening to this <laughs> for sure. I actually spoke to him about 10 minutes before we started recording. There so, uh, yeah. So that's something, you know, that's a good way to do it. Another thing, you know, look at some of these players who are in new places. Um, you know, uh, last year, you know, going into last year's draft, Tom Brady, he was no longer a Patriot, he was a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Um, you know, this, maybe that's just an example. Look at some of these guys who are in new situations. Maybe Matt Stafford, uh, you know, quarterback in the L.A. Rams this year. Yep. Do you, you know, that's something to pay attention to. Make sure you know how some of these guys are going to gel with their new teams. Also, one thing I like to do, I like to make my own rankings. Um, of course, you can easily just print out a cheat sheet from any website, you know, ESPN, Yahoo, NFL.com. Print out one and just go off that. I like to make my own rankings. That's me. Um, I over-prepare for these things. So, And then, you know, as we get closer to draft day, keep an eye on training camp. You know, who's, who's got the hype? Yeah. Um, who, who's performing well in the preseason? It could maybe. be that breakout late-round pick that you could go after. Absolutely. Yeah. Going to want to, you know, and pay attention to depth charts as you go through um you know majority of the time you're not going to be able to show up to a draft without knowing anything that's been going on and win the league mm-hmm. i mean maybe you luck out maybe you do luck out once in a while but the majority of the time you're not going to fare well if you don't know what's happened before the season started yeah and if you're drafting online um it's usually it's you know it's all right there for you if somebody's injured it's going to have a little, yeah. you know, uh, marking next to their name, and it's going to tell you if they're injured or not. So um, injuries are really the key thing to look at. Um, you know, we have, uh, you know, in, in some of my leagues, we've, we've had people draft people who are already out for the year. So uh, that is unfortunate. Yeah. So anyway, so, yeah, you know, that, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Uh, we just wanted to use this first episode to – uh, just just kind of as a, um, you know, a, a, a starter kit, so to speak. Just, just kind of an overview of what fantasy football is, you know, if you're new to it. Um, and, you know, if, you, if you're a hardcore fantasy football player like, like we are, hopefully maybe, maybe it took a couple things away that you can use in, in your league. So that's going to wrap it up for this first edition of our fantasy football podcast here. And again... If, if you are a hardcore fantasy football fan, don't worry. We've got stuff for you coming up. We're going to get you ready Stay tuned. for your draft. Yes, yes. Stay with us. And so we're going to be dropping this podcast every Tuesday throughout the season. We appreciate you joining us. Stay tuned as we go throughout the season. See you next time. You've been listening to the Fantasy Football Express. This is Jesse Inman. Episode 2 is coming your way very very soon. In fact, we're going to get those out right away. We're here to get you ready for your draft. Again, I'll be joined by Matt Vereen and Dan Lindblad of Color 10 Sports as we break down our top 20 quarterbacks. Things get a little bit spicy throughout those rankings episodes with more than one disagreement for sure. You're not going to want to miss those 
and then running back, wide receiver, and tight end will be soon to follow. Not going to want to miss this stuff, guys. If you're a big fantasy football fan, we've got a lot of good stuff for you here throughout the season. Thanks for listening.